I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Well, we're back, kitties. Hello, kitties. Oh, oh, that was good. You <laughs> Thank you. Ga- gave me a little start there. I went, oh, he's in Thank the room you. with us. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, it's, it's eerie. Yeah. It's so I'm eerie. Gonna, I'm going to try to do uh, some of the monologues today. <laughs> and, uh, we'll scary. see how they come out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, this is a, another fun trio of terror tales. No, this is great. Yeah, this is a great collection of tales here. Oh man, it's just there's there's so few that I just dread watching. Yeah, they're all absolutely. so stellar, right? And these are no exception. S- nope. Speaking of. Dread watching. Mm. Did you go see The Exorcist Believer? You know, I was going to. And, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just at that point now where I don't want to support things I don't like, you know. Yeah. And I'm kind of broke right now. So I'm like, do I really want to spend the money I do have on that when I can just like order a pizza? You know, like I'd rather have a pizza yeah, that... than go see this. Yeah, that's my thought process, too. You know, will I watch it at some point? Probably. But like, do I want him to make more of these movies? Not really. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I have a hard time, yeah, bringing myself to pay for something that's going to lead to him making more of these movies. Exactly. All the power to y'all. Like, if you want to go yeah. watch it, if you want to go hate watch that's it, great. you know, that's what you, you do or love watch it if that's yes. your thing. But, you know, I don't know. I, I maybe, couldn't bring myself to do it. I just couldn't. No, I mean, maybe if there's like a $3 Tuesday or something, maybe I'll go see. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah. And plus, like right now, they've re-released Hocus Pocus into theaters oh, for, yeah. I think, a week. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to go to the movies this week, I'm going to spend it on that. It's probably that's a movie I actually Pocus. enjoy, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And I've never seen it on the big screen. So that'll be like a fun time. Yeah, that'll this be fun. One, yeah. I just don't know if from the, the odds are most definitely not in our favor if we do go see it. So yeah, it seems like most people are saying it's really, really bad, like painfully yeah. bad. So I don't, I don't see myself the, splurging for a ticket anytime soon. The general sense I get is that the first half is not terrible, but mm-hmm. then the moment they bring Ellen Burstyn in, it just feels like this corporate cash uh, cash grab thing where she only has like 10 minutes of screen time and apparently they just ruin her character Mm -hmm. i which doesn't make me you know really excited to see it sorry (laughs) no i'm not chomping at the bit right now to yeah go get myself a ticket i just i i'm just at that point in life now where i'm like i've been burned so much that i'm a lot more picky about what i want to spend my time with right he said as he watched the new Blu-ray of Terror at 10 Killer three nights ago. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm a Selective. Hip, hip, Here we go. Yeah. I'm a hypocrite as well, I guess. Oh, well, I just popped in The Haunting 1999 last night, so <laughs> okay. I don't know why. So you can't talk. <laughs> no, why would anyone ever listen to my opinion on anything? And our listeners just checked out. Like, fuck these tools. <laughs> They're worthless to us now. Is this how they spend their free time? 
Yep. Trash. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, you know, the haunting ninety nine has a lot of good like production design porn. It does. The house is gorgeous. You know. Yeah. And I don't. I think the cast is pretty good. Oh, the cast I mean, is the, great. You know. Catherine Zeta Jones here, and yeah, I mean the, the whole cast, Liam Neeson. If and, if yeah. they were gonna do like an actual legitimately scary remake, that 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 would still be a perfect cast. I mean, yeah. truly, yeah. it's not their it's not their fault. And and honestly, yeah. the first 30, 45 minutes of that movie are pretty good. They're not yeah, bad. They are. They are. And then you have the little children that are all like, "Hello, <laughs> can you hear right. us, Eleanor?" <laughs> and you're like what the fuck is happening why is her bed trying to eat her what is yeah. going on yeah it's true it's just silly it is i only, well i only watched like the first 30 minutes last night so maybe i'll just stop there you know <laughs> that's the only part to watch <laughs> i have a really bad habit during halloween season i know you try to watch a new stuff i usually end up watching like a lot of old stuff but i have a bad mm-hmm. habit of because it's old stuff i put on like 30 minutes of it and then i get distracted and go do something else so i end up oh with, yeah like, like right in front of my tv right now are like five dvds just sitting there that i've started this <laughs> month already and haven't finished i still know what you did that summer is sitting right there <laughs> i'll never know about will benson <laughs> oh what would will benson have to say about that he'd be very yeah. mad he planned that whole trip just for you kevin yeah i know oh I feel Will Benson like a is so mad. <laughs> don't, oh, don't my face, <laughs> Will Benson is so mad, and when he gets mad, he gets Daddy to do his dirty work. So I, I apparently, it's, yeah. yeah, it's always a question of like who's been <laughs> killing who in that that movie. You, you never yeah, know who who did kill who. That is that is a yeah. good question. Yeah, we never see Benson in the uh, in the slicker. So maybe yeah. he just kind of like kept everyone where they should be while Dad was doing all the work. It's possible. Well trying to get into uh, julie's pants you know right yes understandable yeah yeah she's so good at karaoke y'all oh man <laughs> it's the best karaoke scene That's, of all you time. know as i was watching this i was like how do we get nev campbell for scream 7 and i'm like maybe we just need to put something in her contract like we did for jennifer love hewitt where she gets to sing karaoke and have a song on the oh. soundtrack maybe that will get her back for is scream 7. nev known for that does she want to do um, some s- maybe singing who doesn't, Chris? <laughs> I mean, I know she's a she's a dancer. There, there could be like yeah. a dance. Maybe Sydney now is like part of some sort of dance troupe, and mm. there's like a massacre at the dance studio, and she has to like do complicated dance moves to defeat Ghostface. I would be seated mm. for that several times. I would enjoy that. This sounds like scream mixed with a Suspiria remake. Um, um mixed with... what's bad about that, Kevin? I mean, I. I, I... <laughs> These are all great things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was okay. Yeah, I just I posted about this last night. I was thinking about like how many movies are often described as blank meets blank, and it's oh, like, yeah. never as good as the movies that they're describing. Oh, no. You know, no. they'll be like Friday the Thirteenth meets Romeo and Michelle, and I'm like that that sounds great on paper, that but you know wonderful. it's not gonna be as good as no. either of those movies. You know, it's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be. No, much like. A film that came out this weekend, which I knew you were going to get. I would it. agree. I knew you were. Yes, I would agree with your assessment. <laughs> that is, it is cute. It is. It it's is cute. This is um. It's cute. This is the movie yeah. Totally Killer, which is being advertised in many a media outlet as something like Back to the Future meets Scream or Halloween or. And I'm like, okay, I love those movies. Mm-hmm. This is not those movies. Like it is not trying quite. to be those movies a little bit, but yeah. yeah. 
it's fun. it's yeah it's 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 a movie i i can say i mostly enjoyed you know it, mm. it's not a mm-hmm. bad film by any stretch of the imagination it's quite enjoyable but i just i don't think it's one i'm gonna go back to for about 20 years maybe like no. 20 years from now i'll be like remember that movie was that good i don't know no and then it you know. like it's clearly vibing pretty hard on like the final girls and um, happy death day etc mm-hmm. but i i just feel like I, I feel like the characters made those movies and this I didn't really leave feeling a whole lot for most of the characters in this movie. I wish I did because yeah. like the actor, the performances are great. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, the cast I is good. Yeah. I don't think it dwells with them enough to really get to know mo- most of them. It's like yeah. the, the main character you meet for about five minutes before her mom, her mom dies. Which yeah. isn't a spoiler because it's li- literally in the first five minutes oh, the yeah. entire movie is about that. <laughs> The opening um, scene is pretty good. Like, I, yeah. I like the sequence of, yeah. Um, well, what, what's her uh, from a modern Julie family? Bowen. Like, Julie yeah, and Bowen, yes, yes. I like that it's almost kind of like a riff on, like, the Blumhouse Laurie Strode a bit, where, like, she's over-prepared for this guy yes. to come, come back. So she has all these, like, <laughs> like su- surprises in, right, in right. store. It's like a, it, it's a, it's, it's a great fight, you know? It is. Um, and it's it's just it's trying to do the sort of the final girl things with like the mom and the daughter trying to reconnect through like past versions of themselves through time mm-hmm. travel and stuff like mm-hmm. but it's just sort of I don't it felt a little more hollow here yeah sort of I agree by the numbers like it's it's it seems like it's doing everything right but it doesn't feel like it's it, I don't I, it's some, something something just feels like it's missing the x factor and maybe it's again because we've seen this movie done before better so it's kind right. of like there's that aspect uh there it also i think was struggling to figure out like are we like there's all this 80s nostalgia throughout and mm-hmm. it's like are we making fun of the 80s here or are we like i don't know loving the 80s i cause there's been so much 80s nostalgia over the past couple of years since right. um, stranger things and like mm-hmm. everything has felt like this fantasy land version of the 80s and this kind of still feels like that but then it does have a little bit of like commentary where it's like here's the Gen Zer, and she's like that's problematic and I'm like okay but are we making fun of her or are we making fun of the 80s like I could really feel like it's making fun of the 80s I think yeah because to me those were the parts I thought were the funniest you know like like when 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 she first goes back into time and she meets the mom with the kids and like she's just like chain smoking with the kids in the car and they pull up and there's all the smoke that comes out i like that stuff's really funny and then she she sees the the old um the uh the red devils was the um the name of the the sports team at the school and she and she's just like oh dear god you know like that stuff was really funny and I think it's poking fun at the '80s and how far we've come along. But um, so that, that t- to me, that's the stuff that probably worked the best in the film. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's just the moments where I, I don't know. It's like as a Gen Zer, I probably would be watching and being like, okay, yeah, I, I see that. Watching now, I'm kind of like, oh, this character's kind of annoying too, though. You know, right. trying to make it like, oh, that's problematic. You know, like every little Gen Zer. Yeah. But so it's. I, I, I don't know. I think it's trying to kind of have its cake and eat it too in that regard, but maybe so. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. And the time travel stuff is just like all over the place. And I, and of course we got a character. We, there's always a character in these movies. Like that's always like, Oh, it's just like back to the future. And I'm like, is it just like it's back like, to well, the future? Yeah. Like, do, and, and if, do we need to know that? Like, 
Yeah, I does it need to be said? Yeah, can we just like let people figure it out themselves if it's like Back <laughs> to the Future? I don't. I don't know. Well, and then like the killer reveal was really obvious. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that was that was pretty much guaranteed there. Yeah. It gets very chaotic near the end. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's like we have this kill. Well, I don't want to reveal yeah too much so people get to yeah, see it. But um, that, but... yeah, there there uh, a lot of things get a little nutty. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 worth the watch, folks. It's it's out there. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, but there yeah, I, like I said, I'm not, I don't. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, like apparently, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which I have not watched. Yet, I haven't seen it yet but... either. I I I've I don't know. That one's been like a little more mixed. It's that one seems to be. It's kind of like in the middle between totally killer and The Exorcist, where it's like some people are like, oh, it's actually really good, and some are like, it is really the worst pets cemetery ever so i'm like i don't know what to think yet so i'm just gonna have to watch it yeah i mean it has point. worse critic reviews than the exorcist believer does but really oh god yeah wow. i mean i think it's uh let's see pet cemetery bloodlines uh rotten tomato score is 21 percent mm. now um and i think that believer was like 20 something or something so around the same thing well but yeah I mean, it's just a few points <laughs> yeah yes yes <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll probably watch it and uh, see how it is. It's just never been something that has uh, facilitated like having a franchise to me. Like we no. had the first movie, which was written by you know Stephen King, right? I mean, and uh, well, obviously based on the book by Stephen King. And uh, why? Why did we ever need anything more than that? Like I, I don't exactly. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I mean because it's it's one of those things where it's just going to do the same thing every movie i mean it's like if you yeah. do like the stepfather franchise it's just going to be a guy who kills a family and tries to find another one will they find out in in time you'll have to watch and find out like right. it's one of those things you can't really do over and over again because yeah. i mean but then again there's been texas chainsaw halloween which are all essentially the same thing you know but just they I just have a little to... more understanding of like those because they're not based on like this great novel like they mm. were kind of just let's make a movie and make sequels to it whereas this one was right. like okay let, let's make this movie based on you know this stephen king like iconic novel and then like have these people basically make fan fiction sequels to that movie i don't know it's just weird i get it yeah it's it's just <laughs> not something that facis- facilitates that and and yeah I, I did last week make the the huge mistake of going on max and i saw that they had all the children of the corns and i was like okay am am i gonna do this and i i watched um i think it's part five fields Mm -hmm. of terror Mm -hmm. big mistake (laughs) huge waste of time okay (laughs) horrifying don't know how it was made um and then i thought i'm not gonna continue this i value my time now I'm a person that values my time now. I can't do this. I'm taking <laughs> back my time. It that franchise, the later Hellraiser, Razor M entries, like I just uh, why? Like it's, it's like rough. they just it's it, it, they just feel like cash grabs, you know, like and, and they are. I can't even imagine they make that much money because they were direct to video, but I mean maybe they yeah. do. Who knows? Well, there was like, you know, the <clears throat> 90s where I mean, video stores were a uh, booming. So yeah. I mean, Maybe Blockbuster then, would yeah. it it used that they would usually have at least like one shelf of 
those movies. Like they wouldn't have have like a full wall, but they'd at least have like a shelf, like five or six copies. You know, so I guess mm-hmm. I guess they were in some kind of demand. Yeah, not yeah. a huge sure. demand, but you know they. <laughs> and I guess people buy the Blu-ray box sets nowadays, so they yeah. Gotta, uh, like this was a lost classic. <laughs> I don't think it, anyone's it... <laughs> clamoring for like a reassessment of children of the corn fields of terror. I don't think they mm-hmm. are. No, no, it's not very good. And it's like 80 minutes long. And I'm like, this is going to just, this is going to go by so quickly. I was like, uh-huh. I've been here for 14 hours. I'm convinced of it. Like this is still going <laughs> like I've had like SAT prep cl- classes that were more thrilling than this. This is not doing it. Mm hmm. It's just Lord. Well, that, why? That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we've talked about doing a, a marathon of those, but I don't know. Sometimes uh, I, I think we can stick a pin in that. I don't know. I think, if we uh, need to... well, yeah. Maybe in like 2025, if we'll still do it. Still yeah. Doing this, we'll if see. we're like really scraping the bottom of the barrel. <sighs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There's, there's still quite a few movies we can cover before we get to that. Yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> Better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there's just a ton of, like we said, indie horror movies coming out this month. So oh, let yeah. us know which ones you like, folks, because who has time mm-hmm. for all this? There's, there's just I know. every every week. It's so much. Um, Oversaturation. And, uh, no, but well, yeah, but end uh, of, you know, yours is not coming out till November. And yeah. you are, as you said, the November one time. man marching band here for the movie. Is there anything else you want to say about yeah. Oh, the movie well, today. it's it's called When the Trash Man Knocks. It's coming right. out November 10th on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I hope everybody watches it. Give it a little mm-hmm. rent or a purchase. Of course. Because it's of also course. coming out on my birthday. So you can consider it a <gasps> birthday gift. So even if, oh, if, if you don't like it, you can say, well, just write it off as a birthday gift. I do like there that, Chris. Go. So I'm going to yeah. go watch that movie. He made. If you yeah. like yeah. me, if you really like me. Yeah. Yeah. Just give it a rent. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we'll you're see good how it goes. You're about you always wish people happy birthday on Facebook. I, I do. see that. And that I think just, it's important. It is kind. Yes, it's very nice. It's very nice. Except one time, actually no, th- three times I wished someone a happy birthday who I didn't know had died and I felt really bad. Oh. <laughs> because a uh cuz you know like Facebook friends, like let's use f- friends in quotations like Sometimes yeah. I haven't even met these people before. Uh, most and of the time, yeah. It's like <laughs> I, I was so people. embarrassed because then, like, someone who actually knew them, who knows me, was like, "Oh, I saw that you wished uh, Sam a happy birthday," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh. yeah," and he's like, uh, "You know, he died eight months ago," and I'm like, "No, I did <laughs> oh. not." I feel you try terrible. to do a good thing, and uh, so life like, comes well. and bites you in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, happy heavenly birthday, Sam. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like, know. that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, oh sad. that's the sad. worst. And then the, pe- the people that won't let you write on their walls, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to message them. I'm not going to go that far, especially if I don't no. know them, you know? So I'm like, oh, no. well. No, there's nothing worse than when adding a new friend and them just messing messaging you right away and uh it, it's oh, just like so I, creepy i, I just feel, it, it's like about? when somebody calls you on the phone like i don't want to yes. do that you know and usually it's just like hey hi yeah hey and you're like okay um do you need something like what's what what, what are we gonna talk about and right. then it's like they try to initiate a conversation it's like this weird shit like so where do you live mm-hmm. like 
Do you watch movies? Like, what oh are you wearing? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I would almost prefer it if if they would do that. I mean, because at least then, <laughs> like, I can mix it up a bit. This is just right. like, hey, uh, <laughs> did you color with crayons when you were in ki- kindergarten? I did. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know you. What is happening? Like, what's going on? It's so weird. Or like immediately, like, I think because I'm sort of in the film arena, I get a lot of mm-hmm. people who will friend me and then immediately... Without even introducing themselves, be like, "Hey, here's a link for my Indiegogo." Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, right, good for you." I don't know what to right. do. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> what know. do I do with this? I... Like, I'm not going <sighs> to share this. I don't know you. Like, I don't know what to yeah. do. Yeah, drives yeah, me crazy. It's true. It's true. Oh Lord. Um. Yes. Uh, but, you know, this is not everyone, folks. You know, some we we get great messages on our podcast page from we people do. just being like, we "Hey, do. thanks for listening," and you know, it's uh, yeah. that's always wonderful to hear. I, I love absolutely. Those. Yeah. yeah, we have very supportive listeners. Yeah, this is brought like to you. you by listeners like you. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, not much else going on in the world. The SAG strike it looks like it might be coming to an end soon. They've been in you negotiations for the past like week or so. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe things will start being, start happening again, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that'd be cool. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but for this month, we are sticking in the eighties and early nineties here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we are apt to do because we are, um, despite the fact that both of us are millennials, I feel like our tastes skew toward the Gen Xer spectrum. <laughs> That's true. That uh, is weird. I don't, I don't know yeah. what that is. Like, it might be my sister, but she, well, technically she's a millennial too because she's eighty four. So she's kind of right around the cusp there. Yeah, yeah, she's a cusp. What do they call the millennials mil- mil- or something? Millennial cusp. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I turned thirty five this folks uh, this week, folks, on Friday the thirteenth, oh. and uh, <gasps> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Oh, uh, we're gonna go to gonna go to a pumpkin patch. Maybe oh. go see Hocus, Hocus Pocus, like you said. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. Man. It's gonna be a good time. That sounds like a blast. That's a good birthday. It's a good little I think plan so. There. I hope so. I hope Pumpkin so. I hope patch something... and Hocus Pocus. Hell, yeah, yeah. My last birthday on a Friday the thirteenth was my thirtieth birthday, and uh, went and saw it, which was fine. Oh, uh, yeah, that's another but yeah. middle of the road one. Yes, but like you said, Hocus Pocus. You know, we know oh. we're gonna find fun you there. You can't go yeah, wrong with so. it. No, you just can't. No, 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 no. Although I haven't seen it all the way through in about uh, like close to fifteen years, so really, like, okay. what if I hate right. this movie now? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I doubt I will. You'll but be, you'll be fine. No, the, the you know the performances alone are just fabulous here. Bette Midler exactly. camping it up the whole time. It's it's great. oh yeah, it's it's her great. best role easily. Oh, it's uh, uh, yeah, and she's had some great roles, but yeah, it is yeah. her best role. Yeah. I mean, she was born to play Winifred. Yes. There's just this, Winifred. there's no one else I can even picture in this part. No, 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 no. Um, okay. Well, as as with last week, we have three terrifying tales picked out for you today, folks. Um, <laughs> and uh, before we start, of course, we got to have the uh, the theme song here, right? It's so good. It tells you exactly what you're going to get. I I think we talked about this before. 
Danny Elfman's music, especially with like a dark comedy kind of campier themed movie or TV show just sets the tone perfectly. Yes. Like if you can't find your tone, Danny will do it for you. Right. It's perfect. You You know exactly how you should feel. It's creepy, but also has some like camp comedy in there, you know, with mm-hmm. the, uh, I mean, it's, well, it's got the haunting um, kind of bass line, the do, 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 do. But then there's mm-hmm. also this kind of playful little do, 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 do in the background. Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah. So you get both. Um, it's It always fun. kind of like reminds me of sort of like the same tone of like Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Like if you've ever been on yeah. that, on that, on that yeah. ride, it's like, it's yeah. spooky, but playful and fun. Yes. And, yes. you know. Fun for the whole family. That's another one I've heard really mixed things. The, the movie that just came out. I, I do want to watch oh, it because yeah. I've heard some people say it was uh, terrible. And I've heard other people say it was cute. So, yeah. I we'll just I don't, Is it on that Disney Plus thing yet? I think so. Hopefully. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I don't want to pay for it. But we'll no. <laughs> I'm not going to spend my money on that. No. Nah. No. Nah. I can't do that. Yes. Uh. Our first episode is Cutting Cards, Ooh. which is uh, consi- often ranked one of the best episodes of the series by fans. Um, it's usually up there. Um, it is the third episode of the second season of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it aired April 21st, 1990, uh, directed by Walter Hill, who uh, was also producer on uh, Tales from the Crypt in general. Uh, he was the director of The Warriors, uh, The Driver, 48 Hours, um, producer of all the Alien films. Um, what a hack. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, what a hack. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in this one, there's a lot of hacking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring that bit if back. only, like, you know. For Bordello of Blood and uh, They yeah, do, yeah. yeah. You know, um, they're, um, I've been rewatching. Um, some episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents and there's mm-hmm. one that's very similar to this that mm. takes place in like Vegas and it's got Stephen Bauer and Melanie Griffith yeah. and um, I think I think John Huston is in it too and it's like this crazy dude who's like trying to get like bet on people's body parts or something like it's, it's very mm. similar and I was like I wonder which came first I don't know I mean, a lot of these stories were based on EC Comics, so it could have just mm-hmm. been they were based on the same. I, I don't know about the timeline for that. Yeah, but, I think that was know. mid '80s, maybe. But I don't for know the, for the for the EC Comics. Uh, no, for the uh, for this Alfred Hitchcock presents. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they they somebody could have just read the same comic book from the '40s or Probably. '50s and was like, "Hey, let's let's do some version of this." But it's very yeah. possible. Yeah. Who can say? Who can say? Uh, this was written by Walter Hill and Mae Woods, who was his assistant on a lot of movies and um, uh, producer as well on a couple things. And Stephen Dodd, once again, who, again, comes back every time. And um, <laughs> we, it, I, we don't know what, what he's doing. We think he's writing the dialogue. I should look this up, but I he's totally forgot. Be, for right? <laughs> writing the um, Crypt Keeper monologue, I should say. Sorry. Uh, a pretty stacked cast here. We got Lance Henriksen. Um, who's known for Alien, The X-Files, Pumpkinhead, uh, Hellraiser, Hellworld. Ah, oh, he's, he's most well-known for that. Like, let's be that honest. classic. I mean, him and Henry Cavill, just yes. the stars of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kevin uh, Taiyi, right? That's how you pronounce it? I think that's how you pronounce it. I think. Yeah. 
we'll go with that. Um, he started as an extra and then uh, was eventually started to be cast in things. He did a lot, so I'm not going to go through everything, but he did the that emergency series in the 70s. Uh, Roadhouse, he's in there. Um, another 48 Hours, just lots of stuff, lots of supporting roles. He is uh, so campy in this. Yeah, and I really love is. it. Like just his expressions are just like he mm-hmm. is giving everything. Yeah, like there's he's leaving nothing out there. He's just man, it's a yeah. committed performance. It is, it is. It's 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 got all this a like, great male ego type stuff in it. You know mm-hmm. where they they just keep trying to outdo each other and uh, even at their own expense. <laughs> and uh, but they won't let anyone else speak bad about the other person. Which no. I think is, is is funny. Like somebody drives by in the car at one point and says something. He's like, "Hey, don't don't say that about my friend." And it's it's it's. Well, sometimes it reminds me a bit of like a gender reversed death becomes her. Sort oh yeah, of. true, absolutely. Because it's yeah. like these two rivals that will stop at nothing to be the winner, but they're still mm-hmm. friends. And then at the end, they end up together, but in like a state of decomposition of some sort. Yes. You know? Yes, it's true. <laughs> like, it's true. Right. And they only have each each other, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a story of friendship. It is, it is. Um, all right, I'm going to take a stab at this monologue today to fill some time. Here we go. Oh, oh, well, my God. all right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now this isn't going to be an exact version, but oh, no, <laughs> it goes. Uh, you know, kiddies, after a night of slithering through the sickening slime of my crawly crypt, I take a tip from the mo- whip. I can't read this. I take a tip from the Marquis de Sade. He likes to unwind with a little red hot poker. Tonight's tale from my collection of terror tomes is about a couple of real sharpies who will do anything uh, for a stab at the jackpot. So ante up, fellas. The game's about to begin. <laughs> that is very good, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> My voice brava, is going to be brava. completely dead by the end of this episode, but you'll have okay. no voice. But it's it's yeah. it's it's all for the art. It's just for Worth the it. art. Worth <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, what's going on? Well, there's a dude named Brino, and uh, he's been kind of drummed out of town, but he comes back because he's a gambler, and you know he likes to he likes to throw the money around. But apparently, it hasn't gone very well for him recently, and he comes back in and. Everyone's like, oh, you need to watch out because there's um there's old I think his name is like, like Steve or something, right? I don't know. Mm, that sounds right. Sam or something something with yeah. an S. Yeah. Um it might it might be Sam. I don't know. Um and and they're like, Yeah, he's back there and you know, he's been like cleaning up, so you might want to like go somewhere else because it's not gonna end well for you. But he decides to pay him a little visit and immediately Sam, Steve, whichever, S. I'll just call him <laughs> S. Um, S is like, oh, so you're back here. I, I heard your your old lady ran out with a piano player and stuff, you know. And they're just like shooting the shit and stuff. And and they decide to have a little friendly competition, which does not end well. It starts to escalate. Uh, first, they're mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, throwing the dice around and stuff and being like, if if I win, you got to you, you got to get out of town and stuff. And then they're like, you know what? Let's have a friendly game of Russian roulette in the parking lot. And so they they load the gun and they start playing this. And uh, then this guy 
comes in and he's like, hey, can someone park my car? And they're like, fuck off, buddy. Don't talk to my f- f- friend like that. <laughs> right, and right, they yeah. like point the gun at him and, he, and he's all like, oh, shit. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to the last the last round. And uh, it turns out that this guy, S, had screwed up the gun to where it was rigged. So there was never mm-hmm. any threat of anybody dying. Mm-hmm. And so Reno's like, okay, you rigged this. At least I always play fair. Let's just let's just play cards. Let's just play cards, okay? And yeah. unfortunately, he has a, uh, a a different version of playing cards than you might have seen at your grandmother's bridge club. Um, I this, mean, this is a this game is how I played it as a kid, but I don't know about you. Is I mean, this how you? That's how you lost your fingers. Okay, that I'm makes sitting here with just sense one... now. Yeah, I mean, no one has ever seen my hand, have you, folks? <laughs> Maybe I just know, have one picky. Yeah, there we go. That is the, the mystery has been solved. Well, you know, I also lost my nose, like Crypty. I don't, I don't really have a nose when, when I'm doing oh, this podcast. But you wouldn't well, know. Well, you do great prosthetic work. The prosthetics you. you use are wonderful. Thank you. Or is that an AI nose in your pictures? Is that what it is? Um, you'll never know. Uh, oh, did you now see what you did there? Oh, you got the cr- cr- crypty puns. Yes. Um, and so they decide to play this game of cards where instead of losing money, you lose uh, digits on your hand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they have a big old meat cleaver. And of course, poor S is just losing digits by the score. He's got like nothing left. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... For Reno, though, the tide turns and S starts to win. He 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 wins one round there and he has to start getting his digits chopped off. But then at the end, we see them both. They're now at a hospital playing che- che- checkers and they don't have arms or legs. And they're just <laughs> like using their noses to like move the mm-hmm. <laughs> move the checkers. It's cute. It's fun. It is very cute. It's it's a very short tale. episode. It's only like 20, 20 minutes. It's like it just... it's it is tight. It is tight. Yep. It is literally three locations. Yep. It's like you have this this casino. Then you have like the parking lot. Then you have this sort of little back room somewhere, and then you have the hosp- the hospital. Really, like two main characters. It's a it's a right. bit of a t- a two hander. And right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very very simple. Mm-hmm. Simple story. Well executed, though. Yes. <laughs> well executed. <laughs> I've heard of giving someone the finger, but this is ridiculous. <clears throat> oh, Crypty. Crypty. I, I, I think he might have been a stand-up com- comedian. I think oh, maybe I think that so. was his, his job before death. Well, as we find out in this next one, he may have been a uh, psychologist as well. Dr. He's... Kazir here. Very, very multi-talented. Multi, multi-talented. He's a multi-hyphenate. There, there is an actual episode, folks, uh, where you find out his backstory and you meet his parents, yes. which is fun. Yes. Lower birth, I think it is, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like in so like a fun. Sh- he's like in like a circus or something, right? Yeah, and his mom's like and a mummy, right? And makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the dad is like this just creature person. I don't, I don't remember. But yeah. My mummy was a mummy. <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> All right. Now we jump forward a few years here to the new arrival. 
Mm. Uh, this is the seventh episode of the fourth season of Tales from the Crypt. Um, as we said, this show ran for seven seasons, although we're not going to talk about the seventh season. But No, it never happened. Never <laughs> it never happened. really happened. Um, uh, but this episode aired on July 25th, 1992, uh, directed by Peter Metak, Medic, uh, director of The Changeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, <laughs> that little movie. One of the uh, greats. One of the greats, you know. Species 2. Not Species oh, 1, well, but Species okay. 2. Species know? 2, a superior <laughs> film in every way. I've actually never seen it, so I don't know. I have not seen I have it. I've seen I the do first remember the first one. one. Vividly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Could, because as a kid, I just remember it always being on TV for some reason. But yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. And it always seemed to be like the shots of her naked for whatever. Anyway. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they wanted to bring in the v- 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 viewers. It's like she's a mm-hmm. creature, but she's naked in a pool. Yeah. Ugh, come see yeah. it. That was all I really exactly. knew about it. Exactly. <laughs> like, sounds great. I'm in. Sounds great. <laughs> Wonderful, you know? <laughs> uh, he's directed a ton of TV shows. That's like his main gig here over the years. Uh, written, this episode, written by Stephen Dodd and Ron Finley, um, who also more of a TV writer here. He's known for Before We Rule the Earth and The Watcher from the 80s, not the recent uh netflix series wasn't there also one with keanu reeves called the watcher oh yeah yeah i just remember the, the box early 2000s with, like, or something the hands like holding the string like he was gonna choke yeah, someone or something yeah i do yeah. remember yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i know i, I saw it i don't remember anything about yeah it. It was, i always saw it at the video store and i was like i'm gonna rent that and then i don't think i ever did i don't think you missed much maybe we should cover that just just to give us a ref- a refresher maybe one day. someday someday uh the cast here we got sydney Prescott's acting teacher, David Warner. Oh, I love um, him so much. He's so great. Such a good, such a good performer here. He's good in uh, everything. Jo- yeah, oh yeah, I know. I'm not even gonna bother like going through everything. Um, Joan Severance, uh, Zelda fucking Rubenstein, Icon, uh, Icon, Poltergeist, uh, Teen Witch. You mm-hmm. know, just Icon. Narrator uh, of the scariest places on earth. Wasn't that oh, the yeah. show that she yeah. did? That was a good show. I, yes, that yes, it was a good show. Uh, yeah, Twi- Twiggy here. Yes, um, international model turned yes. actress. Turned actress. Uh, and Robert Patrick briefly here as well. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. special appearance by they say in mm-hmm. the credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. All right. Here's the opening. Oh. Uh, Oh, God, I don't remember how he delivers this at all, so I'm just going to be making it up here. All right. (laughs) You see what I mean, Doc? It's just like that nightmare I told you about. The one I keep having when I'm petting Bambi. Oh, right, he's, like, really frantic at this point, isn't he? Um, You've got to help me, Doc. I'm losing my mind. I can't seem to take a joke anymore. I mean, a joke. (laughs) I mean, it's like (laughs) the man in tonight's tale. He's a head shrinker who's about to undergo a little final analysis of his own. In a paranoid parable I like to call the new arrival. <laughs> All right. I'm going to break chilling. my microphone here. <laughs> Bone chilling. I think I just went deaf. Yeah, I think that's... I, oh, yeah, that's blood in my ears. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. That means you're killing it, Kevin. You're killing it. Right. Killing it. <laughs> yeah, so this, yeah. this paranoid parable is about this doctor who is a on-air psychologist for children 
Um, and as I was watching this, I realized with a few slight tweaks, this would be a really funny episode of Frasier, actually. Yeah, I thought the same thing, actually. I was like, yes. this would be great. Like, they mm-hmm. take Frasier to this place with this really horrible kid and just kind of see what happens. Bring Roz yep. along and the whole mm-hmm. gang. It would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they need to do that for the reboot, which I think is coming out this week, maybe they should right. uh, Maybe they should do it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this 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 guy is sl- slipping in the ratings a bit. Uh, and he's being beaten by this guy, the Robert Patrick character, who's all like, you know, talking about p- people having sex with ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And so he is scared that he's going to lose his job. And he gets a call from this woman who has called in many times before we assume about her daughter F- F- Felicity who's just a, a, a the worst problem child you can imagine he's like oh is she, is, is she wiping her feces on the wall again <laughs> just like no <laughs> it's like it's like what's wrong with her and so he decides okay what I'm gonna do to get more ratings and to keep my job is to come to your house and I'm going to broadcast live a, a, a psychology session with your daughter and I'm going to fix her. And right, he's, he's about to lose his radio spot, right? Because completely. The, yeah. Yeah. The other guy. And, and he, the, he's uh, written this book called um, The Art <laughs> of Ignoring Your Child. <laughs> which is hilarious. That's the name. It's which, a- in fairness, is how many a 90s child was raised you know here's the tv yeah. uh i'm going to work have fun <laughs> i wonder if there's like a little like drop of like dr laura in him like I they were probably so. like trying to pull from that whole thing because yeah. she was fucking yeah. crazy i remember yeah. having to listen to her on the radio in the car with my dad i was like god what's mm-hmm. wrong with this woman and yeah, everybody uh, was reading parent self-help books and uh, oh it was there's a this huge thing kind of satire here about like the uh the academic who thinks he knows everything about parenting mm-hmm. even though he's never raised a child in his life exactly and, uh, we'll get more into that but... <laughs> so he takes his assistant and the station manager with him to this house which right as they get out of the car they're like oh my god this place is a mess because the porch is just like filled with crap and and um and for some reason the doorbell is connected to some electricity which shocks them and so the station manager like gets jolted and the door opens and here's this little lady who's like oh hello doctor it's so good to see you um and immediately we hear this shriek coming from up upstairs and and she's like oh that's just felicity she's banging her head on the wall again and they're like oh dear god so they walk in here and um and she's like make yourselves comfortable and stuff and and pretty soon they start to realize that um, she has had every child help book imaginable. Like she has like an entire library that's just filled with child psychology books. And right. one of them is is by a, a guy that taught the main character. And he's like, oh, well, why didn't this work? He's the one that taught taught me. And she was like, well, it didn't work because he's a charlatan, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they see a picture from like world war two and they're like who is this and it's like oh that's felicity's daddy when he was at the war I'm, i keep waiting for him to come back one day and they're like uh what the fuck um that was like a zillion years ago what's going on and then they end up 
kind of exploring the house because they're like, we get the feeling maybe this mother is just manifesting Felicity and she's not real. Mm -hmm. And there was a case where there was a woman that he knew who did, did something like this and they start exploring the house and the station manager gets distracted because she sees a figure that looks like a child wearing a mask, just sort of dart by the the door. Mm -hmm. And so she goes upstairs to the attic to find her and she sees something that scares the shit out of her. And all of a sudden this figure comes charging at her and she's screaming and the the doctor and the assistant are exploring the hallways and there's all this like bubble gum that, that's been stuck to the the walls because Felicity's favorite thing is this bubble gum that her mom gives her when she's being good or something like it's the only thing that'll make her stop hitting right. her, her head on the wall and stuff and they mm-hmm. use the gum to walk into her room because her doorknob is also charged with electricity as well and they walk in there and it's like this just crazy amount of toys just stacked to the walls like it's just this insane and and there's like a tennis ball ma- ma- machine that's just like popping these balls out like nonstop <laughs> for some reason mm-hmm and they see this bed with like this canopy and they're like, Felicity, are you in there? And they open it up and they see that the station manager has been strangled to death and her corpse is there. And they're like, oh, no, we got to get out. But the door is locked. But then they find this closet and they go in there and there's some steps up there and they go all the way up. And then the assistant's like, I just I don't want to die here. This is ridiculous. You know nothing about kids. You're a terrible psychologist. I'm quitting. <laughs> And then the psych- psychologist is, is is like, um, uh, look behind you because a ceiling fan has descended and just <laughs> slices her in half or something and her body falls on him and he falls down and knocks himself out. Yeah. Very strange. There's like all these weird like booby traps in the house. Yeah. And Meanwhile, um, the little girl is running around with a mask on. Yeah. Creepiest she's got this weird little mask. Little thing I've it's ever seen. Maybe like one of the creepiest terrifying. images in this series. Yeah. Oh, easily. This is like one of the creepiest episodes, yeah, I think, of, of the whole show. It's right it up there is. with t- television terror. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then he wakes up and he's tied to a chair in the attic. And the mom is all like, oh, I mean, you you shouldn't have done that. Like, we've had so many psycholog- psychologists here and they just they never know what's wrong with her. And so he's like kind of still under the impression that she's the one doing this but then felicity shows up and she's like he's like wait what huh what what the hell and he's like come and sit on my lap like you you're you're just not being respected or something i don't know what he says and Mm -hmm. he's like if you untie me i can give you a hug and she's like okay cool and so she unties him and he starts strangling her (laughs) <laughs> and then the mom walks in and, and she's like, what are you doing? And he drops her and her mask falls off and he sees that like, it's just a mummy underneath. It's like this weird mm-hmm. mummy ch- child. Mm-hmm. And the mom's all like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. She's, you know, it's really the love that's kept her alive, even though she's been dead for 40 years. Yeah. And, and she's like, all of these psychologists have tried to talk to her, but it doesn't work. So they spin him around in his chair and he sees there's like three or four corpses of mm-hmm. psychologists, including the one that taught him. Um, yep. He never mentions that this guy just like mysteriously 
disappeared at some point, but um, I guess that's where he is. And mm-hmm. it's just implied that, you know, it's uh, it's not going to work out very well for him. He's he's right. not going to make it. We have a yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be with them very soon. <laughs> and I'm not really sure, like, is is Felicity like a zombie? Is she a ghost? Don't like, they say something? She's been exactly? there for like 40 years or something. Yeah. So she's There's definitely something. dead. But yeah. is she like a zombie or something? I don't know. It's hard Did to they say. Use, like witchcraft to bring her back. What's going on? I don't yeah. know. Some questions like, there. Did she bang her head so much that she killed herself? And then like, I don't know. It's like a ghost. Who who can say? Maybe like, maybe she's been in this house the whole time. And then a Zelda Rubenstein's character moved in and was like, hey, you look just like my daughter. So I'm going to treat you like my daughter. And maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not but even yeah. really her daughter. Who knows? Yeah. But you know what they say. The morgue, the merrier. That's a good one, Crypty. That's a good one. He's, he's just so many it's a puns, winner. You know? <laughs> a little smotherly love. Oh, so good. So good. That punny little fucker. Oh, I love him. I mean, he's, he's got nothing else better to do than sit around and make up these he puns doesn't. all day. So. He really doesn't. <laughs> Although he's, he's, he's got all of these tomes of stories. Oh, yeah. Which he yeah. really needs to dust. He really needs a duster. He really does. We, we were talking, you know, he doesn't have a nose. So mm-hmm. his, you know, his allergies probably aren't terrible, but still. No. It's all the coke. Uh, all the, all the all coke, coke he from did. the 80s. It'll I mean, if you. he was a stand-up co- co- comic, they do a lot of coke yeah, as a this rule. Is this so is true. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. He was a stand-up comic, did too much coke, he died. And now yeah. he has no nose. Where's the prequel Netflix series of how he became who Truly. he is? You know? Truly. Where is it? Yeah. We're still searching. <sighs> yeah. Good episode. Like you said, one of the, the creepiest one from Easily. the series. It's, it's good. very spooky. And now we get to like one of the campiest over the top. <laughs> so good though. It's it's just one of the best. This this one man well, they're both great. I mean, Tim Curry and Ed Bagley Jr. are both fantastic. Oh, but like Tim yeah, Curry playing like three roles, is it? Uh, three roles, yeah. yeah. Three roles. Three yeah, distinctly so different roles. And yeah. only Tim Curry could do this. It's just spectacular. It's, it's fantastic. Well, I heard that um um eddie murphy was in contention initially oh really uh, whether that's true or not this is like you know trivia here but uh that's what they say well this was i think this was pre nutty professor yeah i think so so or, maybe that, that was like 95 right like that's 95 or 6 right. this was see. probably 94 yeah. maybe uh yeah this was 93 october oh, 93. 93 okay so, so yeah. yeah this this the, this was Who before knows? that so maybe he was like, I'll do it, but my own version on my own terms. Yeah, could be. Because that is essentially what this is in some ways. It's very similar to, to that. Not so much yeah. in tone, yeah. but like it is very much like one man plays every part, right, every, every gender part. in this really mm-hmm. odd family mm-hmm. to yeah. delightful tour de force results. Yeah. I think I read somewhere uh, Yvonne DiCarlo had already retired at this point, but they she came back for this little uh, moment here on the show. So that's fun. Oh, I love Yvonne. Yvonne is she's just so always good. a trooper. She's fantastic. She's still here. But she's not. She's she's <laughs> she's dead. But I like to think she's still here. She's with us all. Yeah. In our hearts. In our minds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, this aired on October 2nd, 1993. Almost exactly... 30 years ago. Wow. Uh, crazy. Man. Oh. 
So bright, uh, really. The title is, of course, a little pun on Death of a Salesman, the Arthur Miller play uh, from 1949. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. The monologue here is, uh, well, kitties, I'm afraid our designer hanger offer has... Exp- oh, wait, this is where he's doing all the, like... <laughs> what is it? The, like, what do they call it? Like the, the home, home chopping, ch- chopping network. I'm afraid our designer hanger offer has expired. Would someone please get, what is it, Mr. De La Renta? Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. De La Renta. Yeah, out of here. I cannot read these. Um, <laughs> next up on the Home Chopping Network, it's time for the Crypt Keeper's Fashion Boutique. <laughs> Today, oh, we're God. featuring my full line of Apre V death care products. We've got everything from face cream to mascara. <laughs> Try some. It's the best thing you can do for, what, what's the joke here? Demise? Demise? Demise. Oh, demise. Demise. Okay. <laughs> or maybe I could interest you in tonight's special. It's a tasteless tidbit about a traveling cemetery plot salesman who's about to make a grave mistake. I call it Death of Some Salesmen. And many salesmen were harmed in the making of this episode in the making of this episode yep because you've got this guy named judd who is a a traveling salesman and Mm -hmm. what he does is he beds whoever he 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 can find that's just working in a in a coffee shop some somewhere and tells them all these lies and then he leaves them in the the morning Mm -hmm. um and uh and what he does is he finds obituaries and goes to the widows of the men that have died and tries to persuade them that that before they died they had bought these um these plots these cemetery plots and that he still needs a little bit more money you know to really go through with it um and so he just like stops by and like gets this money from these poor grieving people and he is on his way to another another score and he stops by this house, and it's actually um, on the wrong street. He was trying to go to, like, Maple Street, but it's actually Ma- Maple Drive. And this woman answers the door, and she's like, you've got the wrong address, but are you selling something? Come on in. So he comes on in, and he meets Ma and Pa, who are, uh, a, it seem to be big fans of sales salesmen, in that they're, they're, they're not, really. Mm-hmm. Pa's little... Um, little cynical, a little jaded about these salespeople. Mm-hmm. And even then, though, Judd is trying to really sell them on this idea of buying this plot for them because it's it, it'll be a, a great place for, for them to rest for eternity. And Paul's like, okay, this sounds like a great deal. Let me see it. And he's like, oh, well, well here's the brochure. And he's like, no, I want to see it. Like, I want, I want to go there. And he's like, well, if you give me a little money now, I can come back and take you to it tomorrow. And he's like... Hmm. Okay, let me go get my money. And then Ma's like, "Would you like some coffee?" And he's like, "Sure." And so they go into the ki- kitchen. Ma leaves. He gets the coffee. He's like, "This is a little cold." So he goes into the microwave to warm it up, and there is a severed head in the microwave. Oh mm. my god! If I had a dime, mm-hmm. and he freaks out, and he 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 discovers another corpse. There is a a, 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 a vacuum salesman who has the vacuum shoved all the way th- through his mouth in the closet and he's like oh god I gotta get out of here and as he goes to the door Paul shows up and knocks him out with a baseball bat and when he comes to 
he's tied up and he's like, what's going on? And Paul's like, we should kill him. I hate salesmen so much. And Ma's <laughs> like, no, Winona hasn't seen him yet. And then she should make the choice. And so they decide that they're not going to kill him if Winona likes him. And then we meet Winona, their daughter, <laughs> who is a monstrous atrocity of a human being with like yeah. the most terrifying face and like a hunchback like she is I, I, i'm pretty sure like she's a product of inbreeding i'm sure like ma and pa are like brother and sister like it's just right frightening right. and she is um a dainty little flower who is like <laughs> one could say that yes because judd's like oh what's that smell mm, your perfume's so intoxicating and she's like i haven't washed for a few weeks and he's just <laughs> like and he's like oh when when i first saw you i, I just i fell in love immediately and she's like you love me you love me yeah. and and he's like oh absolutely and she's like who could love me it's like oh i do i really do and she's like i want you to prove your love to me and yeah. so she takes him to her room uh, and he's like oh this is a lovely room and and she's like i hate it and it's like it, she just has like all these like <laughs> severed barbies like hanging it's around like the these it's, dolls it's, it's like a mobile that's just yeah. with like all these doll parts just hanging it, from the room it's and, like Sid um, from toy story his room <laughs> yeah, up in it really is and then um she like pushes him on the bed and and as like you're gonna prove your love to me and she takes off her panties and they're like stained and gross and <laughs> and she's like you still think you love me and he's like oh yes yes you're so beautiful and then she just like <laughs> hops on his dick and like is trying to get it hard and stuff and she's like you yeah. sure you love me and finally by some miracle he gets hard um yeah. and they have sex and she's like oh that was so good and he's like uh -huh. wow you really are so good at that and she's like i learned it from all them salesmen <laughs> and 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 she's like you must really love me and he's like yes yes i i want to marry you and she's like okay good because i want to get away from ma and pa and have my own life and <laughs> and you know pa has this dowry in the basement that he's hid for when i finally get married and we're, and we're gonna be so happy and he's like a dowry really hmm and the dowry so, is all this money that they've stolen from from the salesman salesman over the year and so they decide to get married and paul is also a preacher big shock and yes. he's the one marrying them and he's like he he's finally like i don't i don't think we should do this like this is not a good idea and ma's like just let her be happy and he's like oh, i don't know about this and judd's like can y'all like untie me because like i'm gonna marry your daughter like this is you should do this and paul's like uh-uh i don't trust you I don't trust you. And so Winona's like, Pa, you can't let me be happy. And she freaks out and just like strangles him. And then Ma <laughs> tries to intervene and she, 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 she kills Pa. And then Winona starts to kill Ma. And then she's all like, okay, now we can be happy because they're dead. Let's go get the dowry. And so they're like going into the basement and Judd's like, yeah, actually, we're not going to do that. And he just pulls pulls out a gun that he got from Paul when they were fighting and shoots her. And he's like, you ugly bitch, go ahead and die. 
and starts to dig in the in the basement for this uh, this dowry, and he's just digging, 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 digging. He finally finds this box, and he opens it, and it's the same thing he was trying to sell them before, but now his name is on it. He's got a little funeral mm-hmm. plot there, and he turns around, and there's Ma and Pa. They're not dead. He's like, and they're like, yep, yeah, it was a little trick we pulled on you. We knew you were shifty because you're a salesman. And then Winona stands up and she's all like, yeah, I got blood on my dress. I hope I can get it out with that washing machine that other salesman brought us. <laughs> and then he's all like, but I, I didn't lie to you. I didn't lie. And they're like, yeah, we didn't lie either. It's called salesmanship. And then they <laughs> blow his head away with a shotgun. <laughs> Judd gets what he deserved. He's, Beautiful story. Yeah, much like in uh, Television Terror. Like, he's one of the, mm-hmm. really, the, the worst people on the show, I would say. Oh, Just, absolutely. I mean, one of the most know, loathsome taking, characters yeah, on the show. <laughs> taking money from old ladies. Like, just just terrible human being here. Awful, awful, but, awful uh, person. Yeah, but he gets his just dessert. He does. And, uh, what I love about this show, a good just dessert. Yep. And you know what they say, a family that slays together stays together. Which I believe mm-hmm. was the tagline for American Gothic, which also starred Ivan uh, yes. Carlo. Ah, uh, yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think hmm. Crypty was a little plagiarizer there. <laughs> I'm going to call it meta. <laughs> yeah, it's an homage. It's an homage. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. It's a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, just one of the weirdest episodes of television, I mean, folks. But, like, just <laughs> gripping stuff. Oh, it's I mean, so it's good. Just, it's so good. In other hands, I don't think it would have worked. But, right. I mean, just Tim Curry just commits to all of these parts so much. Yes. And it's... Yes. Oh, my God. And I, I But I think Winona is the true show stopper of yes. the film. I the think film. So. The episode. Um, <laughs> the short It feels film, like a film. Will. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's just this creation is just like nothing you've ever seen before. It's just such a yes. odd, but like sort of endearing character. Like oh, she's yeah. sort of like you're like, oh, bless her little heart. Like she's just. Well, you can tell she's she's, so she's not dumb. Like there's no like, moments like one time he asked, like, how old are you? And she's like old enough to know a bunch of bully shit when I hear yeah. it. And <laughs> yeah. like, she, she's been around the block a few times. You know, she's uh, she knows. um that uh, people are going to make fun of her for her looks and everything. And she's exactly. sort of learned to deflect that with humor. And mm-hmm. yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. She's a self-aware kind of dame getting it done. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, are they zombies at the end? How are they able to survive being shot? And I think, it was a, I think they planned it because the gun must have had like blanks. Oh, that's right. Because she said about something that. about this, this fake blood's gonna stain my dress. That's so they must right. have planned. How did I forget about that? Yeah, I yeah. think I was writing notes at the time and um, scurrying to get ready for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think they could have. I don't know. Yeah, it could have worked yeah. as zombies too. Why not? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you, you can't ask too many questions with the show. You know, it's just, he's hallucinating just... from guilt. Could be. Could be. <laughs> the heat of the yeah. basement. Yes. Uh yeah, great episode. Great. All three of these episodes. A lot of fun. Winners. Uh, all yeah. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. I adore uh it. like we said last week, if you can't find the episodes, they are streaming on YouTube in 4K. 
Um, mm-hmm. That what's the name of that tube? That it is like... a crypt tube in corpserated or something. Corpserated, okay, Some, yeah. something like like that. Yeah, yeah, this this person has done such a lovely job. Yes, yes, and uh, it's a shame that it's the only great way to watch the show because yeah, you know, as we talked about, the streaming rights are all crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully they get resolved at some point but uh yeah we'll see uh do you have an overlooked gem for this spooky month uh yes i do it is a a little film called Mm -hmm. eyes of a stranger Mm. which i don't think i've talked about before i don't think so um and it is a story very sort of rear window-esque about an anchor woman who has a sister who is um blind and I think just blind. I don't think she's deaf too. Um, I think I think she's just blind. Played by Jennifer Jason Lee in her first big mm-hmm. role, and um, and they believe that this guy that lives in the apartment building across from them is a murderer who has been killing all these women, and so she takes it upon herself to solve the crime herself. But at what cost? I ask you, mm-hmm. listeners, because then the killer might set his sights on her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Ha ha! It is oh. a great little sus- sus- suspenseful movie, very classical. But because it was like eighty one, they do have like the there's a little bit of gore, right? Uh, by Tom Savini, which mm-hmm. fun funly enough, this Blu-ray that just came out a few years ago um, is completely uncut. But for years, it it, it was cut to smithereens by the MPAA, so there mm-hmm. was very mm-hmm. little little gore. Right, uh, but it, it it has one of my favorite gags, which is a a decapitated head submerged in either a toilet or a fish tank of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it is a fish tank, and uh, it is a, a surprisingly mature movie, all things considered. It's not like because like the the main character is probably in her late twenties, early thirties, so it 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 has a kind of a more ma- mature, elegant feel, right, to it. It's not just like a bunch of like teenagers you know teenagers being yeah um, off to one one by one yeah yeah so it's it's got a little more of a pedigree there yeah and uh i recommend it it's uh and it's uh, sleazy very sleazy um love a sleaze but who doesn't love sleaze come on yeah mm-hmm. at this time of year you need some sleaze yeah come on gotta mix it in there yeah go get some sleaze that's a good pick good pick well thank I you i thought about that one for a while it's a good one yeah it is it was, good. uh Ken Wiederhorn, right? Was the yeah, that yeah. One, I, I think he yeah. did Shockwaves too. Yeah, mm, yeah. and uh, Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Part Two, which is considered yes. not the best one, but oh well, little little less than. Oh, we did Meatballs uh, too as well, and meat, Meatballs. <laughs> yes, yes. The man had range. Yeah. Wow. Has range, I suppose. Too. Yeah, he's he's still kicking. Is he still alive? I don't know. I believe so. It's a seventy-seven to seventy. Yeah, he's like seventy-eight now ish. Oh yeah. Um, he's out there. Uh, well, great. Uh, what a wonderful time of year it continues to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just felt the, like the, the first real fall day on it's, Friday. Oh, oh, you guys are finally getting away. Okay, yeah. It yeah, dropped it's like beautiful. 20 degrees over the past like two days here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so like, nice. My um, landlord has not turned the heat on yet, so it's already getting oh, a little God. chilly. Uh, but oh. we'll see. 
Once they turn the uh, heat on, I start to get mad. I hate the heat. Like even in the, the the chilliest winter of all time, I'm like, I'll wear a hoodie and <laughs> like a cover. I'll wear layers. I don't want the heat. Right. It smells bad. And I feel like I'm cooking in an uh, uh, yeah. oven. That's why cold is better because you can just put on you know more layers. But when it's hot, yeah. there's nothing you can do. You, 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 you can't. Can, you, you can sit around naked, but then you're going to get sweat on yeah. everything and it's gross. And yeah. And even then you're still hot. It's like it doesn't yeah. help. I'm like, do I just no. cut my skin off like Uncle F- F- Frank over here? Like what do I do? Right. right. I wonder mm. if Uncle Frank ever got chilly. No one ever asks about Uncle Frank <laughs> and if he's comfortable or not. Think of the Frank. Like – I know Julia brought him cor- corpses to consume, but did she ever bring him covers or a pillow? You never see like a little pallet in there for him to s- s- sleep on. Oh, it's true. You'd think she'd be a more considerate um, host. Really? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Man. When's that 4K? Is that, that's sometime this month, right? We're waiting it's for that. It's this month. Yeah. It hasn't yeah. shipped for me yet, but it should yeah, soon. Yeah, me neither. Probably within the next soon. week or so. Soon. I can't wait. I want. I really want to watch the work print of Bloodline. I do see too. I've never seen it. I'm excited. Yeah. I wonder what was fun. different. Did you see what's been changed? Uh, a few months ago, a um, assembly cut of Scream Three leaked online. I downloaded it. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. I watched the opening scene just because I was curious because I heard it was different. And mm. yeah, it, it's mostly it's the same idea, but they cut out. Um, oh, who plays his wife at the beginning? Kim. oh uh kelly rutherford yes that her role is not in there and it's just basically him being stalked and uh uh talked to on the phone by ghostface and stuff oh, wow. but uh it's interesting yeah i think the changes they made there were better yeah at some point i'll sit there and watch it all it's it's you know it's a little tricky to watch because it's it's in black and white and it has like production notes and stuff going yeah. across the screen throughout and it's never ideal um, yeah, like the music is not final often and the scenes mm-hmm. aren't always, you know, they, again, it's not like a fully cut, but it, it is interesting that that leaked out there. It's got like 20 yeah, minutes of extra footage, apparently. So, yeah, I'm really shocked that it's out there. I'm like, where did they get this? It seems like it had been like no one really talked about it for years. Like, it's not like yeah. the Halloween six producers cut where everyone was like, right. Yo, you got to see this. I've got an old bootleg tape, you know, right. Like, this was something I had never really heard about. Like, I've heard of some stuff that was maybe scrapped in the scripting phase, but not stuff that was actually shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they did have on that. um, Yeah. If they can find that, why can't they find Cursed? Yeah. Someone has just, like, break into the old vaults. Someone. I'm begging Mm -hmm. you. And just find that cut. Find it, please. That would be wonderful. Oh, that'd be so great. It's all I want for Christmas. Yep. And world peace. Five. But... <laughs> and world peace. <laughs> and my five cuts of Cursed. Yes, all five. <laughs> I want to do a compare and contrast. <laughs> I like that one music cue in this version, but the other one had a better score. Altogether. Wasn't like Mandy Moore supposed to be in there too? Like, uh, yeah, v- I want to v- see Mandy Moore's scene. Milo Ventimiglia was supposed to be there. Yeah, I just want to see all this cut stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't they say that, like, all of Milo's st- stuff was basically untouched? Like, he's the only one who, like, didn't have to reshoot much or oh, something. That's like, true. all that yeah, stuff thought, was there. And then I thought he had more, but maybe like, I'm – maybe I'm – who am I thinking well, no, of? He might have had more, yeah, out. but um, yeah. Heather well, Langenkamp was supposed to be in there. and Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Scott Bayo wasn't he supposed to be like the main head of the werewolf? I think so. Thing or yeah. Something? Yeah, I can't. We went through the whole production history. Go back and listen to the episode, folks. I don't. <laughs> there was a lot. I don't have there. time to look this up. No, there's so much. Oh my god, <laughs> so much. Oh. Um. Good lord, that movie. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, another trio of terrifying tales. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us, as always, if you want, into the crypt. Um, we are on Facebook and X Twitter uh, at H-O-H-H Podcast. We are on Instagram at uh, Homos and Haunted Tale. I was trying to come up with a pun there, but I couldn't come up with anything for Instagram that sounds... Uh, just not as clever as Crypty, uh, unfortunately. I don't know that. Uh, um, yeah, I can't think of one either. Uh, uh, oh, Insta damn. No, I, I got know. nothing. I don't know. I got nothing. That was a good. No, that was a good try, though. I tried. Yeah, I tried. Was, yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah. If you want to know what we're going to cover, which episodes you want to cover, you got to follow us. I'll tell you probably next Sunday. And um, yeah. In the meantime, you know, stay spooky and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting pretty close to the actual Halloween, which is always depressing. You know, when you get to Halloween, it's like, oh, it's the end of the month. <laughs> now it's over. It's all over. Wait another year. Oh, it's sad. But uh, yeah, October always just flies by. You know, we're only like it a does. week into it as we're recording this episode, but like it's going to be gone in like forever. It's, it's I know sad. it's all it blows every time. I'm always like this yeah. month was nothing. Right. It was like two days long. What is this? Right. Yeah. Ugh. I ended up watching like five halves of movies and yeah <laughs> it's like, I'm, right. I'm so mad like i'm i think there's been one day this month where i haven't watched something horror ish so uh-huh. i'm proud of myself so well, that's far good. that's good but yeah. even like that one day that i missed out i'm like mm, i don't care if my day was busy i should have watched something right i beat myself up about it my day is ruined i know um, Salwin is very mad at me I know. Sam is out there with his little uh, lollipop. He's, He's going to cut my throat soon. He's going to do it. <laughs> He's going to do it. And then I'm going to be like, you know what? Why not? You're fucking adorable. Just do it. <laughs> there are worse ways to go. You adorable little nugget. I love you so much, Sam. <laughs> He's You're so, so cute. Lord. Even when he doesn't have his mask on, I still think he's adorable. I know. I mean, I'm creepy, like, oh but he's my adorable. god, you little pumpkin face fucker! You're right. so cute. Oh, unlike Felicity, he's he's adorable. Felicity needs like a collagen buff or something. She's just not. <laughs> she looks very dry. Um, yeah. The wig should yeah. stay on. I just yep. think like her weird like Anne Miller wig. I love that. Uh, it's it's, yeah. just, it, it's very. It's appealing. It's nice. She needs to get Bruce Willis to, you know, touch her up a little bit here. Yeah. A little touch up work on the chin, you know? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. A little scary. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Well, in, uh, yeah, enjoy your week and, uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully it cools down around you as well. Like it finally is for us. So, yeah. And uh, think cool thoughts, everybody. Think cool thoughts. All right. Bye. Goodbye.